the outlet for all your bad instincts like revenge <laughs> and hatred yeah. is like super important, I think, as an aspect of martial arts. Yeah. Like I'll tell students, I'll be like, use your hate. Like, you're mad about something today, <laughs> aren't you? Like something, something didn't go your well your way this yeah. afternoon. Okay. So like internalize it. Like put it in the center of your chest. <laughs> Like the fucking Transformers Matrix, yeah, and then like hot rod pointed at your God. at your villain. Uh-huh. <laughs> and soon you've got the touch. Yeah, <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> you were about to enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense. Where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full contact fact checking and peer reviewed ass kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito headquarters in Austin, Texas. This is the Art of Fighting BS podcast. Brain chips in the Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Necessarily rewarding. You are fake news. Come on, man. Science is interesting. If you don't agree, you can fuck off. Let's do this. out since i lived in both i would say is in the northeast people are dicks to your face and nice behind your back but in the (laughs) south it's the direct opposite people are dicks behind your back and nice to your face and honestly i much prefer the former to the latter (laughs) yeah i mean because you can deal with it it's straight up it's honest yes yeah here you're not sure where people are coming from yeah that's okay though i mean i still like it here i know you know it's not perfect yeah, so, I mean, what is the difference? Um, I guess we're just easing straight into this fucking thing. Fuck sure. Um, what's the difference um, culture-wise with regards to jiu-jitsu and everything up north from down here? Well, I wouldn't say there's a huge difference culture-wise up north to down here. There was a big difference culture-wise from the school I started at over pretty much every other school I've ever been to. Huh. And... That informs a lot of what I do at my school. But one of the big differences was uh, the hierarchy of things was played way, way, way down. Right? Like, ranking was almost an afterthought. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The whole bow on the map, bow off the map, pictures of the instructors on the wall. Yeah. None of that stuff was going on. Everybody couldn't ask anybody to fight whenever they wanted. Yeah. We were always fighting. We weren't making a lot of rules and and kind of like clicks. That yeah. did happen to some degree eventually. Like as the school got bigger, it's inevitable. Yeah. But when I was starting there, it was 2007. And um, the school was probably about like 50 or 60 students total. In about a thousand square feet on uh, on the north end of Providence, yeah. kind of like near the Pawtucket line, um, it was on a street called Branch Ave, and it was a little yoga space converted. It originally had been a garage, then it got turned into a yoga studio, then it got turned into Tim's Jiu Jitsu gym. Yeah, this those is, are my favorite. This is the, yeah. yeah, it's authentic. This is Tim Burrill Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Providence, Rhode Island, right? And it's um. 
the, there were holes in the wall, just like my place. There were <laughs> yeah. holes in the wall. The, the place was beat to fuck, right? Yeah. And it was maybe only a little more mat space than I have, like a thousand square feet of mat space. I probably have like 850. Um, but it would be packed every night. You'd be like waiting your turn to jump in and fight somebody. Oh, shit. Everybody was lined up on the walls. It was routinely 100 degrees in there. It was brutal, but it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it is a culture that makes the school and the, the thing. And uh, I I don't have much of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background, but it's the same where, where I come from. It, it was just an MMA school that we trained at. It was basically the MMA school for Kansas City, you know, for a decade. I think they started in the late 90s. So they, um, yeah, they, they were training before every knucklehead in the street was like, yeah, I've seen the UFC. No, it was still, I think they were actually banned from pay-per-view at the what time. Year, what year was this? Was, they started in 97-ish. I know there was like that it's sort of blackout window. Yeah. I think McCain was like leading that, that he thing. He sure was. To get them yeah, banned off. Human of cockfighting. <sighs> the God. famous phrase yeah well i mean and to an extent some of that shit was sketchy yeah well i mean but it was sketchy because anybody who had the good sense to make it a little more civilized didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole yeah. because mccain was trying to ostracize it from the culture yeah. and I, I remember there being a lot of i mean i remember all that discussion back in the day where he was um it was because he was in the bed with the beer companies or something yeah. and yeah his yeah it was just do you believe any of that? I, I don't know enough not to believe or to believe either way. I mean, it it sounds plausible for a senator to have financial ties because, you know, most of those guys yeah. get elected, you know, thousandaires and leave millionaires. But uh, I don't know about McCain. He just, I don't know. I Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, I, think, I think there's some implausibility to the idea that a beer company would hate another fighting sport, right? Like yeah. for any reason, if you look at even at the time, like God, how many times was Budweiser plastered on the floor of a ring in a boxing match? Yeah, exactly. It's like all the time. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily s sense that I, I sort of suspect maybe that it had a little bit to do with the, the, um, his, his influence or his receiving influence from the, christian uh lobby yeah. because i think generally they retreat from spectacles of of like debauchalism and violence they they did <laughs> well yeah they did they did now. maybe not so much anymore but uh, but i mean i think i think originally certainly in 97 when it was the moral majority and yeah. all that shit um yeah i think i think a lot of that stuff just kind of rubbed people of that upbringing the wrong way yeah but you know i mean the irony of it is of course one there's tons of christian martial arts schools insane about like a, a ton it's a whole subsect yep. of christianity is like christian karate you yep. know and it and it's and it's like if there's if there's anything that's going to strengthen the moral character i would say of humans Certainly in this country, I would argue pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I think it's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> like fighting makes people better people. It, yeah, I can see that, especially in the humility aspect, because it's unavoidable. Yeah. You, like 
my friend Matt, uh, he said to me once, he was like, the cool thing about jujitsu is it's an equalizer and a cure-all, right? He was like, if you're a jerk, it settles you down. If you're like way shy, it kind of beefs you up a little bit. Like gives you some confidence. If you're really hyper, it wears you down, right? Like if you're lazy, it kind of gives you a reason to not be lazy. So like there's always something I feel like that you can find in it for whatever ails you as a person. I can see that. If you're committed to doing it, yeah. If you get your ass on the mat, you you figure it out. I mean. That's always the. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's a problem for a lot of us adults that have so many things going on and stuff. But uh, I I I I, symp- I sympathize, but I don't empathize because yep. at om- at almost forty now, <laughs> I've never been married, and that's not a coincidence, <laughs> right? Like apart from having a um a scaldingly salty personality and not really being like uh what i would say is approachable um (laughs) this has eaten up all my time always yeah right and i don't have any kids and i don't have a a marriage you know i have a girlfriend but like the the how do i say this the existence of all those things that i do have is sort of in spite of all the time I've spent doing martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, it's not because of it. Um, this is the thing I would do if I had nothing else to do. And it's also the first thing I would do if you gave me a full boat of choices. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel that in some extent, uh, even though I have all those other things going on, I mean, like, I don't want to say in spite of, but I juggle the shit out of things. And ironically, like Bullshito, the whole project takes up so much of my time that that even will keep me off the damn mat. Because, like, for example, this weekend, I'm going to try and make it in, <laughs> but I'm trying to move the damn servers across and like manage all that crap. And it's just. Uh... Well, the other thing I like about it is it's always there for you, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously schools come up schools close down but like there's usually if you know where to look there's a group of some dudes who are who have something wrong with them (laughs) like stuffed in a corner of some city that you're in like who are absolutely down to just beat the piss out of each other on any given weekend and like yeah people drop out because they have kids and then they come back because they get less busy yep. and like it's always revolving it's like a little bit of a i mean it really is like that movie fight club yeah. right it's like that people come through they they find it from all corners and the only real thing that anybody i can figure has in common in martial arts is that they have like this weird combination of like <clears throat> sadomasochism <laughs> right because they kind of like to hurt people and also they don't they don't really mind getting hurt enough not to not to try and you know to, yeah. to have to stop trying to hurt other people and then like this um i don't know this like this sense of of uh of need to like express their body this way yeah right because i think 
I think everybody, every certainly every <clears throat> every boy I have ever known had some physical altercation in their past, right? Like I don't think I've ever met a person who would identify as a man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, that didn't that didn't have a fight in once in their life. Right. Like even if they didn't even if they didn't throw a punch back. Right. Like somebody somebody's been punched. Yeah. At some point probably more than once. And then there there's like this subgroup of those people who kind of liked it. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh, this is exciting. Yep. And I've met people from all kinds of cultures and backgrounds and um got religions everything like name a variable but all of them have that in common yeah and we all get together and we all kick the shit out of each other and we have a blast doing it yep. and we know each other better because of it too because I, I don't know if you think this i think this i don't know anybody better than the people that i fight yeah no no i agree i mean you you know their character their quality their you know, how much shit they can put, take up and put up with and, and whether or not they're going to be an asshole. I mean, whether they're going to go for a wrist lock, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always say like, I have lots of friends who, despite what I know about them because of martial arts, I'm friends <laughs> with them, but I definitely have some friends who are bad people. Yeah. And I learned about it on the mat and you know who you are, yeah. <laughs> whoever you, whoever's listening to this, you know, who you, who, who you are. If we've, if we've tangled and I, and I think you're kind of a mean person, it doesn't mean I don't like you, but you probably know who you are. Um, yeah. yeah. And that, and that's okay too, actually, because like those people are learning mercy in the same way that a more shy person's learning how to, how to like, channel some meanness when they need to yeah no i mean uh, and that's the best thing about jujitsu especially well any any sport that spars any of the the martial arts that actually spar absolutely you know you're not gonna get the same thing if like you do tai chi and you're just you know playing slappy hands or whatever but somewhere i bet there's somebody who's trying to do tai chi and hit people there are there's a (laughs) few of them that that do sort of a competition-y kind of thing they they get to shoving in it and that's the subset of Tai Chi people who kind of like beating each other up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're Nick, everywhere. <laughs> Nick Mamatis was one of those guys. He's the sci-fi author. Uh, uh, he was he was on the forums forever. I forgot what his username was. But yeah, he's San Francisco sci-fi author guy. He published a ton of books. But he was a Tai Chi dude. But he did the actual sparring competitions where they'll they'll get in there and, you know, you'll get tagged a little bit. That's awesome. So, and meanwhile, then you got the old people in the park. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, well, and um, sp- since we're talking about the forums, I mean, it's it's worth saying that, like, uh, when I was starting to learn about martial arts, which was right around the time I started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, I knew about wrestling before, yeah, which is definitely a martial art, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't <laughs> not call it a martial art, but I mean, it's it's perceived more as a sport, right? Yes. So it doesn't, for whatever reason, even though you can definitely hurt somebody badly wrestling, yeah, right, and like you can do it on purpose, people don't perceive it as a fighting art. Um, so I had done wrestling, but then 
when I, I had a long layoff where I gained a bunch of weight and I kind of lost my thread with fighting and got pretty depressed. And then I lost a lot of the weight through the help of my good friend Alex. And um, ironically, he was one who brought me to wrestling. Uh, and then I was in the gym a lot, you know, like lifting weights and doing gym stuff. But uh, it was boring. Yeah. And I felt myself starting to slip again. And um, that was when I I watched uh, Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin. Oh, God, that fight. First, that, first, that first broadcast on Spike. I watched it in my apartment. I'll never forget it. And I was like... This is amazing. And when they were fighting on the ground, I was watching these. I'm like, that kind of looks like wrestling. Like, I think I could maybe do that because I was, you know, I was I was not a good wrestler, but like I, I had fun. And by the time I got a hang of it, I could do it. Yeah. So I was kind of looking for that feeling again. And, it, and I saw that and I was like, all right, I'm going to look up a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. And I was working in Boston at the time and living in Providence. And, um, yeah, like I was, there was, Tim was pretty much the only Brazilian jiu-jitsu school in Providence. Um, but I had learned about his school through Bolshito. <laughs> uh, somebody, maybe Tim DeShane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right. maybe Tim DeShane w had mentioned Tim's place on the forums. Yeah. So like I had this was a really circuitous way of saying like I ha I think I have quite a bit of my of my career to owe to those forums. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, kind of funny now that you've come and <laughs> and and rolled at the place I opened yeah, up. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. My my rusty old ass. God. It is perishable. I it's, I have Every day, every day when I like, okay, I'll, I'll go, I'll go roll or something. I'm like, had I just, I mean, from before when I started Bullshito and everything, had I just like stayed at a school at the same damn place and not, you know, moved and, you know, military and all that crap. God. I yeah. Mean, you'd be like a, where, like a six degree black belt yeah, by that. Stupid. <laughs> uh, I'd be an honorary Gracie at this point. I don't know, but you know, no, just life, man. Well, Tim start, Tim started in 96 and you said you started when? Well, I mean, I, we started fucking around when I was on active duty in around 96. Yeah. Yeah. We got so, the Gracie tapes. Yeah. It was me and a bunch of knuckleheads in my in my unit. And we were like. And you were Army, right? Yeah, Army. Yeah. 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 This is like Fort or Hunter Army Airfield in Georgia. I was there at the time. And we we're like, hey, let's do this. Because, you know, one guy had background in Kung Fu and, been, you know, fucking around with that shit. And yeah. And then we were going to make a, a pilgrimage down because we heard a rumor that there was a blue belt. In Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> and that was like a big deal. Yeah, that was, it was like, oh my God, he's a blue belt. <sighs> yeah. I remember when I started doing tournaments, like people would part the ways for black belts as they walked yeah. onto, like it, 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 there wasn't like 300 black belts in a division. No. There were like 30 black belts in New England. Yeah. <laughs> so like when two or three showed up to fight at a tournament at a Naga in like 07. Yeah. People were like, wow, black belts. Oh, Look at those guys. Straight out of a kung fu movie, you know, Sifu shows up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah so like, I mean, you're, so you you started the forums when? Uh, our 
Well, we May 2002 was when we started the, wow. the actual thing. Yeah. And because uh, back in early 2002, uh, I had hopped on to the Abu Dhabi Combat Club forums because no. I was like, yeah, let's let's do this shit. And um, let's check this stuff out because that was the that that and I think SureDog were the only two real forums. I think the UG was starting up a little bit. And SureDog wasn't even much of a forum. No. It was more of a record keeping site. Yeah, and, than and a handful of assholes, you know, talking about stuff. And then as the story goes, uh, I've mentioned that before. It's like well, a bunch of us, you know, less than um, agreeable people on there. We're, we're discussing whatever the hell we wanted to because it was a forum run I somebody who worked for like the Prince of Abu Dhabi who was into jujitsu as a hobby. Yeah. And so it was just overseas and, and almost anything went on those. I mean, they were uh, one dude. Yeah. Accidentally on purpose, probably, but accidentally, you know, posted his, you know, his junk on there. And he was like, Oh, that was supposed to be a private message. He's like, no, no, it wasn't. I was like, anyway, it was wild west. Yeah. Up until the point where, God, I forget the name of the person, but there was, the story was there was a, a, a female jujitsu, like early MMA fighter who was taking money to go do some SM motel wrestling with some creepy ass dudes. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to name because I'm, you know, I'm not, not going to shame, you know, you do your thing, but it's not shameful, but it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, and, you know, and there, people were posting like screenshots of the actual <laughs> reviews that they found on like the, that community's sort of blogs is yeah. like, you know, some squirrely little pudgy dude with, you know, going bald and just like, oh, and you know, just, I, I'm not going to describe it, but just like the full on way too much info reviews right. by somebody who super enjoyed what was right. going on being destroyed by some like muscle bound, you know, jujitsu girl. Um, anyway, I guess one of the sure dog moderators took exception to that being dis you know, discussed anywhere because he was friends with her. Because you know, oh. small community. Yeah, and then they very came in. Small. Still, they, they still came small. in, and got it shut down, Jeez. and all the discussion shut down. And that's when we're like, nah, well, <laughs> you know, why I just and so basically, long story short, that's so funny. You're, so you're telling me the forum <laughs> got started because you wanted to shit talk about like a like a sex wrestler. <laughs> well, just it was shit talking in general and not being. <laughs> able to be canceled by to the good old boy network <laughs> of people and then immediately i had no idea the first yeah i know the first um first real post on it it wasn't even an in-depth article it was making fun of a guy matt fury i don't know if you remember i that remember guy. matt fury yep. yeah and then because um it was him and then there was how what was it robert something or the, the prince of leg locks uh ferguson was it who was just some wrestler dude that was trying to build his own thing but he wasn't into jujitsu he was selling all these systems on doing leg locks yeah which is it was ridiculous because apparently ken shamrock was the king of leg locks right and this guy called himself the prince of leg locks i'm like man you're just <laughs> yeah uh, it was just it was should be the emperor of leg locks yeah if anything. and, <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> it, you, the first few articles on there are just garbage it's just dudes shit talking to other dudes and like yeah you're you're fraud and you know you, you your catch wrestling sucks and and that well, and, we, and we should talk about that part right because one of the things so in my opinion i should couch this <laughs> carefully right in my opinion the thing that ruins martial arts 
right? Because everything can get ruined by martial yeah. arts, or everything can can be ruined by something. Um, when martial arts is at its best, it's like what we were talking about. It's just a bunch of people like enjoying fighting each other, learning together, yeah. right? And when it's at its worst, it's a cult. Yes, yes. And I see if I if I feel grand if I ever. If I ever become grandiose about what I'm doing, right, which I'm not prone to do, I tend to take myself not that seriously. But if if you were to corner me and say, well, you know, like, why did you choose this to do with your life and not anything else that you find fun to do? Because it's not the only thing I find fun to do. Yeah. Um, I could have just kept doing it as a hobby and not opened a school. The reason I wanted to open up a school was because I felt like – one of the great things about learning martial arts, especially the way I learned it with Tim, was it like helped me become a free thinker. Oh. It's it helped me break loose of any false rules I had been living under about what's what I can do and what I can't do, and also thinking more broadly about like what's possible. Who should I listen to and why? And just being able to figure out problems for myself. It's a problem-solving exercise yeah. at, at a fundamental level. And it's hard to be a good problem solver and also brainwashed. Those two things tend to push on each other for the same space, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, which is one of the reasons why over the years we were at, went from just calling bullshit on martial arts to everything else because – Martial arts is the ultimate evidence-based activity. Sure. You, know, is. you run an experiment in the lab and you know, it doesn't have the same immediacy as getting punched in the face because you're you think yeah. this is gonna work and it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's one of the things that I also think kind of um uh naturally sets martial artists against corporate worlds because like in the world of uh, corporate infrastructure and I'm not like talking badly about that. I'm just saying like there's a there's a bad fit there. Yeah. And one of the reasons there there's a bad fit is a lot of times in corporate structures, like even if you bring your best evidence. Yeah. Even if you bring your best argument. A lot of times it's just somebody going, "Well, I disagree." <laughs> and that happens all the time in martial arts too. But at the end of that exchange, somebody's sitting on the other person. Yeah. <laughs> And they're making eye contact and the person underneath has to then either have a self-realization or have an out loud one yeah. <laughs> about what they thought they knew versus what they actually know. Yeah. And that's like my favorite fucking part about this. Yeah. Right. Is it's so hard to lie to yourself about anything after you've been doing martial arts for a while, because if nothing else, you're just spending a lot of your time having long looks in the mirror. And just being like, God damn it, I thought this was going to go better than it did. <laughs> Eddie Bravo's rubber guard is supposed to stop everybody. It's like, yeah. Does it? <laughs> Does it? And it's not, it's no no knock against Eddie Bravo. It's like, in fact, I think he's from the Jean-Jacques lineage, right? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, Tim's a Carlos black belt. He's a Jean-Jacques black belt. Like, there's there's commonality for sure. Yeah. Um. And I don't want to ever talk bad about any martial artist really who's like dedicated their life to it because they probably have something good about them that's made them like build that sort of effort. 
right? Even if they, even if it didn't execute properly or they <laughs> yeah. ended up making a cult, right? Like they probably have something, as long as they can actually fight, they probably have something admirable in there. You think there'd be more jujitsu based cults, like some Jordan Peterson motherfucker, like, slums. Oh, there are plenty. Yeah. But I mean, like <laughs> out there, just like, not just within the community, like on the national stage, like this guy's doing TED talks. And like, yeah, give it, it's young. Give it time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like you'll, you'll, uh, there have been, you know, there have been schools that I won't name by name, but have had such massive, uh, you know, um, followings, like, like diehard followings Yeah, that when people started doing inappropriate things, it to people yeah well uh, and getting caught about it they would they would ride that boat to the bottom of the ocean yeah no i i wouldn't expect you to name anybody but i have no problem naming lloyd irvin um <laughs> and his his flaccid defense about you know not being a rape rapist look <laughs> i mean it, the, the, the reason i wouldn't comment on a, any one specific person is I don't know enough about those individual events to say like I know what happened. Yeah, I, I it's fine that you do. I I don't trust myself enough yeah, to we, know all the ins and outs of the information. But what but the what happened reportedly in that story is not just plausible. It's likely in most scenarios, yeah. right? Like the the power structure that exists within martial arts when you walk into the school is necessarily trending toward cult yeah. it's a power vacuum for the students and all the power is consolidated in the teacher yep. for you know, whether actually or falsely that's the structure that exists right maybe the teacher doesn't actually know as much as he says he knows right maybe he knows some amount but not as much as he's bidding maybe he knows nothing and he's yeah. saying he knows everything but like those students are a little bit at the mercy of in the same way like most most patients are at the mercy of their healthcare professional yep. right it's like well i don't fucking know anything about carcinoma if my doctor's telling me i got it i guess i got it yep. right and when people walk into a martial arts school the, the the if the instructor goes what you're doing there is gonna get you killed in two seconds and you don't know anything about martial arts you're like well i fucking guess so okay yeah yeah and so so it, it's it's set up that way and then it's really at the responsibility of the teacher to not abuse that power and it is so fucking easy to abuse well yeah not to mention the fact that a lot of the dudes that are drawn to this for other reasons are also higher testosterone guys that you know probably wired in that whole spectrum of the male experience so they're they're maybe less conscientious and disposed to self-restraint when it comes to uh not taking advantage of their position fighters have big egos yeah and i and i include myself in that yeah. statement right like i i admit it i got a i got a big ego i wouldn't get off on like winning a fight as much as I do if I didn't. Yeah, of course. Right? Like, and, and, you know, for all those traditional martial artists out there who are listening to this and are th saying, well, that's not the case in, you know, whatever, Japanese jiu-jitsu, you know, jiu-jitsu, jiu like, tell it to the samurai who is like, 
fucking cheering himself on as he stabbed the hell out of people on the battlefield, right? Like, that's where all of this comes from. You go far back enough, it's a martial first, art second, right? Fight. Martial. Yeah. Fight to survive. And, And, you know, not long ago, it was literally for keeps. It was the the only reason you practiced is because you were gonna have to do it for real to somebody who, if they got the upper hand on you, they'd kill you, right? So there is like this element of it that is very primal. Yeah. Um. But to go back a uh, a bit, the the instructor has all this knowledge and all this trust pointed at them. Yep. It's very hard to even accidentally not lead people astray. Like I have classes that I've taught where I'm like, I'm not sure I gave the best set of information there. And if I'm honest with myself, if I have a student who retains that and it didn't come out as perfectly as it could, and then they're in a fight and it gets them into trouble, that's my fault. Right, it's an accidental abuse of the trust they put in me. Now, I would say I'm decently scrupulous about that trust, right? Like I'm, I try to be very careful about how I behave and the way I behave in front of my students for that reason. The fact that you're even self-aware enough to to make the statement is a is a huge indicator of that. So yeah, I wish there were more people who would even just say it out loud, even if that's what they're doing. Just to kind of like help pass on the message that like you are you are a trusted authority here, but that trust should come with some what's the word responsibility yeah with on some self oversight which is which sort of circuited with you got the people that are just in it for prestige and you know to to be seen as somebody that's you know look at me, I'm a badass, and they can't be they can't have any humility. When when they come in for that reason, it's always very likely that it's going to go sideways yep. over a long enough timeline, right? And honestly, probably over a long enough timeline, all of these go sideways one way or the other. Maybe, yeah. Either because the person who's trying to guide correctly drops out and gets replaced with somebody who is either less talented at guiding correctly or less careful or less interested like so over a long enough timeline like all martial arts kind of decay in the bullshit they may rise again but you know give it a long enough i guarantee you it's it's over a hundred for the past thousand years on successful martial arts gyms (laughs) we've seen we've seen the mcdojoization of brazilian jiu-jitsu over the years it just and that was like 10 years yeah it, it it had a good run. Actually, but then probably probably longer. Probably schools 20. are selling contracts, and you know you have to buy the school uniform, and you have to you know. Yep. It, yeah, it's attend yep. the classes, and you can't go to another school. Yep. Or else you, I don't even know the words like. No, and yeah, don't cr- cross train. Crayon, I, I don't know that. Don't cross train. Yeah. Right. That that that's another one, and th- and that's fine. Like, look, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And I'm not going to claim to know the best way to do it. Yeah. I know the best way for me though. Right. Like I know the way I like to train. Yeah. And the way I like to train is I like to fight everybody I can. Right. I like to 
not give a damn about what clothing I'm wearing or the other person is wearing. They can wear whatever they want as long as I can wear whatever I want. Yeah. Right? And I like to be able to have an open conversation where whether I'm the teacher or the student, I get to ask questions and I get to help solve problems. And if I can do like those three things and maybe add in some oppressive heat <laughs> and um, a few holes in the drywall, <laughs> yeah. I'm generally a pretty happy camper. So when I moved here to build this place, that was what I had in mind. Like I had the place I want to train at because I'm going to have to be there anyway. <laughs> it's like, I, I get it. If you like wearing the uniforms uh, that all match and I'm not going to talk shit about you. If you love signing one or 10 year contracts, that's up to yeah, you. Oh, yeah. I, it's that, that's not for me. I want to be in a place where people can come and go as they please as easily as that. Right? Like if they, have to take 10 months off to take care of their sick parent or their young kid or whatever the fuck they can do that. And they don't have to be like in the room sweating their grandparent while I'm trying to talk about fucking homoplatas, because honestly, <laughs> like who cares if that's what you got going on? Yeah. You know, like you can't be there fully for me. If you're just doing that or for, or for you or for your classmates, fuck yeah. me. Like you can't be there for your training partners and really be into the fight. If you got to worry about that kind of stuff, or maybe you can, maybe you can actually, maybe that's the tune out you need, but whatever, like either way, I want people who want to be there yeah. to be there. And if you don't want to be there, I don't begrudge you get the fuck out. Yeah. Like it's cool. And come back when you're ready, if you're ready. And if you're never ready, fine. Right, but what I'm not gonna do is I'm not gonna wave belts under people's nose to get them to hang around. Yeah, don't care. Right, yeah. honestly, I've been tapped by white belts, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, black belts yep. at every stage of my career. Don't care. Wear whatever you like. Do not give a fuck. Yeah. Um. So, like, if we're all worried about our belt colors, we're on, as far as I'm concerned, we're on the wrong conversation. Yeah. You know, same thing with the stripes. I've gone my entire martial arts career, and I've never had a stripe on my belt, right? And I never will. And it doesn't really matter to me what degree people call me because either I can fight or I can't, right? And one day I won't be able to. And then it won't matter what belt I have either, <laughs> right? Like, does anybody really think that you're a that like belt. Chael Sonnen was gonna lose to Helio Gracie when he's yeah. ninety two? No, he would have pounded him in the bone dust. Would have just picked yeah. him up with one arm. And just... Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that he's a red belt. Who gives a fuck? It's yeah. an honorific. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. I don't have a PhD either. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, and I never will. I'm going to die without a PhD. I'm probably going to die without a red belt, right? I'm probably going to die without a core belt. I won't die. I won't have all the stickers either on my on my oh. black belt. Oh, well. Oh, no. Yeah. You know? Like, it, if that if that is the difference between you being satisfied with your experience and not, you're not going to last anyway. Yeah. You're just doing it for a trinket. You know. Yeah, and the trinket is never gonna be worth that squeeze, right? Like yeah. when you're when you got a three hundred pound dude on top of you who's like a really good black belt and he's mushing his big fat beer belly uh. into your face, like it 
you're not doing that for a piece of tape. No. If you're doing it at all, which most people aren't, and that's okay. But like, fuck that. There's got to be more to it than that for you. If that's what you're putting up with. Yeah. I don't understand how you could be in a sport that's oriented towards actual performance and comparing yourself with other people, but still motivated by these little chintzy, you know, I don't know, like tchotchkes. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we're human, right? We like shiny things around our neck and in our hands. Like I just, I just recently rewatched the Lord of the Rings trilogy (laughs) and like, yeah, I know he wrote it about nuclear war, but it really is just a shiny little object that everybody can't stop obsessing over. And people do that every day in life. Yeah. Right. Whether it's like the, you know, the, uh, American airlines, like super black platinum card oh, that yeah. lets you fly anywhere around the world or, you know, a, a beautiful five car garage or, you know, I do it too. Um, you know, uh, they less so since I've started doing martial arts, but, uh, you know, look, I mean, like I just got a new Jeep and I fucking love it. Right. And it's shiny and black and I love it. Yep. And, uh, but like, would I get my face mashed in for it? No. So there's gotta be more to it. Yeah. Right. And, uh, um, and then they just throw the trinkets on top. The reason that belts are helpful is because for the people who aren't going to do this for a long time, yeah. it takes you a minute to figure that out sometimes, right? So, like, for somebody and, – and, the, and these people exist, and I don't have any judgment toward them. Like, there are people who are going to do martial arts, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as an example, but it could be other ones. Yeah. Um, for like three years, five years, ten years, but at some point they're gonna stop. Yeah, not because they can't, but just because they're like, it's just not, it's not fun enough anymore. You know, so for some people it peters out, and maybe it will peter out for me too. I don't really anticipate that. I can't imagine that because I really have so much fun doing it. But like, everybody has a stopping point, either because they have to or because they they want to. Yeah. Um, for the want to people. Having belts around a chase is like occupying, right? And then because belts take long, a long time to chase and, and catch, yeah, they drop the stripes in there to kind of <laughs> like Keep more going. breadcrumbs, yeah, right, more trail. And when you get on that trail and you're like, well, I got my third, I got my third stripe on my blue belt, I got my, you know, fourth stripe yeah. on my purple belt, like. There's always something to look forward to when you're on that. And that can be that can take that can take you along for a while un- until even that becomes not worth it enough to you. Yeah. Right? But it 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 it's designed in my opinion to draw out the time it takes for the people who aren't going to want to do this for the rest of their life to yeah. figure that out. Right? Because you're you're busy. Um I come at it the opposite way. I never had a stripe. Not only do I not want a stripe, but I don't want to give them. Because I, if somebody doesn't like this, I'd rather they find out sooner, yeah. not later. Right? Like, yeah, sure, I could pad the, the school's account with an extra, 
you know, a couple of months or 12 months or 15 months or whatever it adds up to, even 24, 48, who gives a fuck? However many months it takes you, right? Like that I would, that I would dr- drag out with belts or drag out with stripes. Yeah. I want to get to it sooner because I'm doing this for fun. Yeah. And you doing this for stripes while I'm doing this for fun, one, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose to me. Because I'm going to train more times than you because I'm enjoying it. And two, you're going to potentially sour the environment a bit. Like, you only half wanting to be there takes everybody who fully wants to be there, in my opinion, down a notch. It's like putting cold water in a hot soup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about, like like you said, it's the the culture that matters, so – when you've got a bunch of people that want to be there because they want to be there and who gives a fuck about, you know, whatever, you know, have, have a pink belt. It ties I, your get. We do have eat. a pink belt at the school. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I wore it the other day cause I forgot my black belt. Yeah. Well, it was uh, Gene LaBelle that had a pink gi, right? Or was it? I, I think he, I think he had a pink belt, not a pink gi. I, Did he have a pink gi? I think he had a pink gi too. I mean, I, he definitely had something pink. Yeah. R- R.I.P. Gene LaBelle. Yeah. A white gi that was washed with a red shirt, which, you know. Probably. Yeah. I've like, had I've had some definitely white gis that turned light blue or dark or yeah. dark, <laughs> dark pink, like <laughs> just because they got washed with the wrong thing. Like, just but, pretend it. But I mean, you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, I want that soup as hot as fucking possible. Sometimes literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I I want a place where we're as many, and it's never going to be a hundred percent, but as close to a hundred percent as possible, we're all a hundred percent hard to fight regardless of your rank. Nothing's easy. Yeah. And a hundred percent like having a fucking blast. Yeah. Even when you're having a bad day, which you do have those, yeah. you know, you do have days where you're like, I fucking suck at this. Like my muscles don't do what my brain tells them. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I'm like a frog. I got no proprioception. But like, <laughs> but like, you do have those bad days. The only way, in my opinion, you're ever going to get through the, uh, a series of bad days, which in my experience can sometimes last 12 to 18 months, yeah. <laughs> is you're going to, you're going to, at some root core of it, be having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at some point you realize, I, I love this shit. So I don't I don't care if I suck at it. I'm just going to keep doing this shit. And oops, hey, I got a little bit better, you know. Yeah, most of it, most progress I think in jiu-jitsu is by accident, even when you're trying to be intentional about yeah. it. Right? Like I see people all the time like make notes on XYZ. Yeah. It has like 0% correlation to what they actually get better at. Yeah. They chase drills. They may be doing a drill. I'm sure they will improve their movement on that drill. But when you're stepping back and watching them fight, it's probably going to be something else that they're going to get it because they improve that one thing, right? So it's like sometimes it's a mirror effect. Like you improve, as an example, your omoplatas. You try to improve your omoplatas, your triangles get better, right? You try to improve your arm bars, your sweep gets better. It's like because so much of it is linked and because so much of our body is physically linked, like you don't always get the gain you think you're going to get. And that makes it interesting. Like, that's not a problem. I'm excited about that. It's like, whoops, I'm good at arm bars. I don't don't even fucking like arm bars. Yeah. Like, the the example I'll give for me was I was trying really hard 
to get good at straight ankle locks and I got better at guillotines because <laughs> the movement's the same. Yeah. Right? Yep. But like my my ankle locks got better a bit. But all of a sudden I was getting all my guillotines. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? And the, and there's a million examples for anybody who's trained, they they'll know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, no, I remember uh I remember working guillotines and I, I fucking suck at it. I lost a fight because I sucked at a guillotine. Standing guillotine, which I thought I had, and you know, I didn't, and there goes my arms. But yeah. um I was doing that and then I got really good at um damn it, what was that? I don't even know what it's called anymore, but you get under, you figure four, clap them on the back, and you roll them over. I mean they called that gator like, roll. Well we called it a gator roll in yeah. you know, our American jujitsu, which was a joke. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, there is such a, I mean, look, what's the percent, not to, not to derail your story, but like, where's all the best jujitsu right now? It's not in Brazil. It's in America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I mean, we, well, we just called, that, that was the name of the school, but we, we were like, ha we're American jujitsu. We, we didn't do fucking anything like that. It was just, yeah. We, we made up a joke. Like, Omoplata was like a freedom lock or something. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So did you when you were in your fight and you and you lost the guillotine? Did that like set your mind to fixing that problem? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I was like, I'm not gonna either a go for a guillotine unless I know I that guy's just chin is just way the hell yeah. like he's looking at me and his head's perpendicular to the ground or something. Yeah. Or you know, uh, I'm just not gonna waste my time on that. Not nothing like that feedback loop in martial arts, oh, right? God. Like it it stings so bad both the ego and the body yep. to lose especially to lose when you think you're gonna win yep and like, to be tired and yeah. you're like i my arms are not gonna do what i need them to do yeah i my brain is working just fine but my arms are exhausted so yeah. you know yeah that's yeah. that was my fight i i thought i was winning the stand-up i mean it was a one-round fight it wasn't like this big dramatic drawn out sure, thing but sure yeah, and I got him up against the cage, thought I had, you know, a guillotine up against the cage standing. I was like, ah, ah, this this is mine off. Fuck, why isn't this working? Oh, shit. There goes his head. Yeah, and you get that adrenaline dump. They, like, these are, all, these are also experiences that, like you're saying, are very unique. Yep. And I think people do well to have, even if they don't continue in martial arts right like that that adrenaline dump when you step into an arena yep. and there's a bunch of people staring at you and you there's three people on the mat yep and two only two of them are gonna fight and you're one and a half of that yeah. <laughs> like that that is such an odd feeling and you get this weird you know like where you can only hear your coaches and you can't even hear the crowd it, it's like almost like somebody put yeah. Uh, headphones oh, it's, on it's your wild. Yeah, it's so Super odd. Tunnel vision. And then and then you get this. You think you're calm, but your resting heart rate's like one ten. Yeah, and and then you you it jacks up to like three thousand yeah. <laughs> when you're yep. fighting, and then dumps all of a sudden when yep. the fight slows down, yep. and um and that full body exhaustion feeling like there is nothing fucking like it, and it is. Both terrifying and exhilarating, in my yeah. opinion. Like, just like, wow, there's more experience here than I ever fucking realized. Yeah, yeah, dudes do all kinds of dumb shit to catch that when it's really, it's not that hard. You don't have to go buy a wingsuit and jump off a mountain in Peru. You can just fight a dude. 
Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's free. <laughs> pick a basement. <laughs> Dude, it's pick free. a basement or a garage, yeah. pad some walls, put on some 16 ounce gloves yep. and toss each other around and see, see, see if you still feel like jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't always look as good on a GoPro, but it, it's, it's no, it usually looks much worse. Yeah, you'll, you'll, <laughs> and you'll feel it more, but it's, it's more real. Yeah. Oh God. There's nothing like that. There's not, there's not only is there nothing like it, but in a lot of ways, one of the things I think about fighting is, it's a proxy or everything else is a proxy for it. Yes. Right. Like every sport, every, every sport, every, pretty much every human activity. A watered down version of a fight. Like eating and pooping. No. (laughs) Yeah. But like pretty much like God, civilization, business, like everything comes down to somebody wanted to beat somebody up, but they were like, no, I'm going to make a bunch of money instead. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to have a Corvette instead because I'm not sure I can win that fight. (laughs) Yeah. I'll economically dominate you. Right. Right. Or I'll, or I'll, or I'll dominate you, uh, intellectually. Right. Here's my PhD. Yeah. In your face. Yeah. Here's my, yeah. Look, look at, look at my PhD is bigger than yours. You know, (laughs) look at me. Look at the salary I make. Yep. Right. And then, and then you're right. Like with the exception of basically boxing, right? Every sport is that you know that it every sport that isn't a fight uh, yeah. that isn't a fighting sport, right? So I would qualify any martial art as within the realm yeah, of fighting. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like if you're running down the field with a ball in your hand, you're not really having the conversation that you probably want to have as the athlete you think you are. Yeah. Right. And we always saw that. Well, I mean, we saw that in the Gracie challenges, right? Yeah. Martial artist to martial artist, even that existed Yeah, where they were like, oh, I've been wasting my time a little bit. <laughs> um, but then we're now seeing it again, sort of with the YouTube fight star rise. Right. Like because you got guys who are. Like Lo- Logan Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That- Logan Paul loves to box even though he's basically just like a guy who talks on the mic yeah right? he's like a radio a host basically stup- yeah he's yeah. a youtuber yeah, right guy. he's a radio host i mean yeah. it's just radio is different now but like it's yeah. basically the same thing right yeah. and he lifts weights a lot and he's pretty strong and he's been spending a lot of time in boxing gyms so he can kind of box and he invites people who have way less experience boxing than him who are also youtube stars yeah. <laughs> to fight him and they say yes which is really the confusing part to me like why would you say yes to no. that but then they do it or he he also fought that or maybe it was his brother who fought that basketball star right that was like a basketball player or something nba yeah. guy and then of course they're all getting starched yeah right but then he goes and fights even a moderately good actual professional boxer yeah in uh Nick, uh, I almost said Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury. I'd love to see that fight. <laughs> oh, what the hell is Tyson Fury's brother's name? Or is it his cousin? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. One that. of the Furies. I can't think of his name. We'll call him Tony Fury. Tony Fury. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and fights the Fury uh, guy, and he don't went around. Yeah. Right. And that guy's been spending basically all his time that he's not on the mic training for fights. Yeah. And he can't even catch like a so so 12 fight professional. Yeah. 
right? So, like, when you start peeling back the layers of this thing and you realize, like, this is the hardest thing that I've ever done and everything else is sort of a proxy for this. Yeah. Everything else gets way less interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it gets Cuts so much chase. less interesting. The only reason I do anything else is so I can do that part. So yeah. I can do the fighting bit. Everything else, eating, sleeping, like, it's all a means to an end to get to do more of this. I mean, even just arguing with people, especially even on the internet, <laughs> it's amazing. Just That's a habit you, you have, my friend. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe I'm, I'm like, way too old. I should be more respectable about that kind of thing. But I'm still out here challenging people to fights over the fuck, over fucking Twitter. Like, uh, I'll be like, well, we, we can fight about it. You know, we can just cut to the chase. You want to shit talk back and forth? We, like, I'll just fight you. Yeah, you and know? and honestly, even if you lost, you'd feel better. Everything <laughs> changes, though. The whole thing, when you cut through all the bullshit, the chest thumping and the posturing is like, and they realize that at the end of it, there's a non-zero chance that I'm going to get punched in the face. The whole math changes on what you've been saying. And that's when you learn the most about that person, yeah. too. That's when you really see, like, who they are. And honestly, like, even if you're a total D-bag, if you accept an internet fight challenge, yeah. I have that much more respect for you yeah. than I did before. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, cool. You'll actually put your hands up and yeah. take a swing. I mean, like, that's I, hard. I will have a little bit more respect for Alex Jones if he takes me up on my offer to fight him. Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing when it comes to like um cuz I try I try to keep my mind out of politics not not so much cuz I don't have any opinions although I don't think that they matter. Um I, I just think it's like it's bad for my mental health. Oh. Like it's a bunch of stuff to worry about that I almost can't have any impact and on. I won't you say are right. I won't I won't say I can't have any impact on, but almost none. Yeah. Right? And I think if I do stand a chance to have any impact, it'll be like, you know, maybe like with training cops or something like that, right? Yeah. But um but my favorite part about politics is the weird unaccountable as far as i'm concerned overlap between martial arts and right-wing politics yep i do not understand it i have no idea where it came from or more importantly where it's going but like alex jones uh hannity right oh god Han, you know about Hannity, right? I didn't know. No. You're oh, right. yeah. He used to say he used to like talk about it on his show. He was like, I'm an MMA. And he would and he post videos. Oh, wait, vaguely remember. That. He would post videos of like him hitting pads horribly. Yeah. Like, no, really no, no, embarrassing. Oh, my God. This was a while ago. Yeah. This was a long time. He kind of stopped doing it, I think, yeah. you know, probably because he got too old or because like nobody cared enough to like they're like whatever dude you just like show up hit pads pay me five thousand dollars and i'll leave yeah but like there's there's such an interesting like obsession right and at first i thought it was because of the christian martial arts thing right because that makes sense because a lot of christian people are right wing and then the the martial arts community and the christian community are heavily linked yeah and then and, and i just figured that was like a natural fit but there is this other weird like with Trump going to the UFC and uh, Dana White yep. is pretty political too. And you're like, there's this weird overlap between those two things. And like, I don't think it's like an alignment of values or anything. I think it's, I think it's maybe that there's like, um, hmm, 
maybe there's an admiration for like machismo. Yeah. And fighting comes with machismo almost certainly. I think that's exactly what that is, really. And a lot of guys that are not exactly 100% assured in their own masculinity and their prowess and their ability to do something need to have it validated somehow. And that's why, I mean, a lot of them do it just by vicariously living through what they imagine is, you know, the big, strong dude guy, even if he's just a fat blowhard, you know, with a fake tan. And, yeah. Yeah. So, but they see that and somebody that makes the most noise about it, then they're like, okay, yeah. That's not well, but that, that, that part team. doesn't actually, that, that part doesn't make sense to me, right? Because <clears throat> I would think certainly, at least among the martial arts that we're talking about, primarily jujitsu, um, you know, full contact karate, wrestling, yeah, boxing, like the stuff where people actually get hurt. Yes. Um, and you can really hurt somebody and probably do once a year um, by accident or on purpose. Yeah. Um, I, I would think that people who are into that stuff and maybe this is, maybe this is like to get back to what we were saying earlier, like, I would think that people who are into that stuff are less likely to get absorbed by false bravado. But um, like we were saying earlier, there is a trend towards cultism in this. And, you know, I try to fight that, but I gotta, I gotta admit that like, you know, it's a zero sum game and I take way more losses than I do wins. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it either. I mean, it, you should be able to tell who is legitimately a badass. I mean, you train it for a year. And yeah, and you, you don't have to agree with them yeah. either, right? Like, it doesn't – like, there are people who I have, have trained with, who I ha- currently train with, who I will train with, who I don't agree with politically. Yeah. Um, I try not to ever make it known. But, like, that, that for sure happens. But I don't think there's any of them – that I have like no respect for. Yeah. Right. Yet somebody like Trump, who seemingly has no respect for anybody. No. Appeals to at least a few of them. Yeah. And more than a few. Yeah. Well, a few that I know. Oh, okay. Those guys. <laughs> and that's okay. But like, I don't understand it. I uh, like, I, and I, and I say this openly, if I ran shield Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like Trump ran the White House, <laughs> all my students would leave. Fuck yeah. And they should. Yeah. Right? Like, if it was all about me and I was all about the center of attention, and then I just, like, tried to make people be less than, right? Just to put myself higher than them. Yeah. One, nobody would learn anything. Yeah. And two, they would, they would rightfully leave. And if any of them stayed, I would be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because like, that's not, that's not a good environment for a school. Like, I mean, and school and martial arts schools don't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a cult of personality. Like you said, it's not a, nobody's getting anything out of that except for the person at the top. Yeah. So you're just getting validated. You know, because here, praise me, I exist. Yeah, and con- and cons, 
are good at running con jobs. That's yeah. that's what they're good at, yeah. right? And there's a ton of there there are a ton of cons in martial arts. Oh yes. Just like there are in politics, right? Yeah. In fact, those two spheres are like almost a full circle Venn diagram. <laughs> they um there are very few non-cons in politics or martial arts. And that, again, power structure and knowledge imbalance. Yep. And it always blows my mind when people who've been longtime members of the community can't see through those scams. Because if you just shift it from martial arts to politics, there are so many parallels between one and the other. Of course. But to argue against myself... Like, humans are built with more blind spots than they'll ever know. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. just we're just made that way, right? However you think people get made. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we can all agree that they're not made to see all the patterns and to see all the flaws in their own thinking, more importantly. Yeah. Um, so I, I take that to heart, honestly. Like, I'm always open to the idea that I could be wrong. Yeah. And I take that to my martial arts as well. If I have a student who knows less than me, you know, and by that I just mean has a lower rank. I don't mean they actually know less than me. Yeah. Right? If I have a student who's a lower rank than I am and they're doing something really cool that I've never seen before or they're doing something to me that I've seen plenty of times, but I can usually stop and I can't stop them. Yeah. Bet your ass I'm going to ask them what's going on. Like, I'm going to be like, wow, teach me what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And if you don't, if you don't make room for yourself to not be the best always while everybody's worse than you, you can't have that conversation. Not really. Yeah. Not without pulling the, the, uh, you know, the new clothes off. You know what I yep. mean? Like yep. you're showing your colors. You're showing that you're not smarter than everybody, but you have to be okay with that. Yeah. No, I mean, we need to put more emphasis on humility as a, as something that is, is worthy of status and respect. And like this, this guy is humble about what he knows and what he doesn't know. Let's give that guy more, um, out, out of credit than somebody that's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm always right. This is, you know, I'm 100% just believe in me and you'll be fine. That, that guru bullshit. I mean, for my part, when it comes to all these things, I, I know I spent a lot more time than the average person, like looking at people that are full of shit, how they're full of shit, how they use their bullshit to manipulate other people to get stuff like that. And I lose sight a lot of how other people just don't see these things. And so Consequently, I get frustrated at the normal dude who has a normal job that goes home and, you know, watches normal Netflix shows. Uh, well, it's like, why don't you see this motherfucker? It's right there. This guy's just right. Mother fuck. Do you think do you think that martial arts helped you see that better? Absolutely. I mean, we when we started, I, I was aware of like the skeptics movement, like the, the early the guys that you were the Randy. James Randy. Yeah. Oh, my James God. Randy. My brother, my brother, Ricardo, once said to me, he goes, James Randy and Christopher Hitchens are the patron saints of Bullshito. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I had <laughs> I, I exchanged a few emails with Randy over the years, uh, you know, um, but 
yeah, he was he was a huge hero of mine. That that dude went through some shit, but good guy. Um, yeah, I mean, and we were we were coming up back when that the whole skeptics movement was a a big thing. In fact, it's kind of gone out of the window now. I mean, nobody even remembers it for the most part. Why be skeptical about anything these days? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just believe whatever read you read on your phone. <laughs> yeah, and, well, I mean, the the community fractured like right down the middle, right around the time where everything else on the internet fractured right down the middle, yeah. you know, into a very easily distinctive left and right. Yeah. And it, yeah, because like Shapiro considers himself part of the skeptics movement. Yeah. Like, which is a, 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 an exact, like the fact that you can get like Daniel Dennett and Shapiro <laughs> saying they're on the same half, but the different quadrant. Yeah. Right. And like, and, and you know, uh, a guy like oh oh god a guy here's another one a guy like Dinesh D'Souza oh. says he's a skeptic right skeptic of what nothing <laughs> of nothing that guy's a dope listen I don't really care necessarily if you're lefty or righty from a political standpoint I think anybody of a political leaning can be smart Dinesh D'Souza is a fucking dope yeah right and if he has a problem with me saying that he can fucking take a number and get in line and kiss my ass <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no i mean really like it there's a there's an element of what you're talking about the skeptics movement when it fractured you got a bunch of people who filtered in like the souza i think yeah who regardless of their political biases or even their um ideological leanings Right, they're like false intellectuals. Yes, yeah. I mean, in the wake of the the skeptic movement, you know, breaking apart, basically, and I attribute a lot of that to the fact that we were all at the time discussing shit like Bigfoot and you know aliens and that kind of thing, and it was like, okay, cool. I like talking about Bigfoot. Yeah, <laughs> It's fucking great, you know? It's like, we're seeing evidence of psychic powers and stuff that, that they were focused on. And then, nope, it's all everything misinformation. Everything's fucking misinformation. And that's when it became political. And yeah. then split in half. And then you have the intellectual dark web with those guys. And it, you know, Ben Shapiro was sort of on the edge of that. But the the James Rand Randy was long gone by the time this was a thing. And um, uh, his... Oh, fucking why Sam Harris. And he was like the the, the linchpin of all that. You know, it was a Yeah, pivot. he was the most like, I guess, centrist of yeah, those. He was of the those. Pivot I, man. I I think I, I like Sam Harris. I know a lot of people don't. I I I don't like him as a person. I've never met him, but I've read a number of his books and I think he's even even when I don't agree necessarily with what he's writing, like it's rare that I don't I don't go like, oh man, I need to think about that for a minute. Right. And I think that he makes me exercise that muscle of like, yeah, that's fair. like I read his I read his book, Free Will. Yeah. And I read it, I don't know, three, four times now. But like every time I read it, I go like a page at a time because yeah. I got to think pretty hard about what he's saying. It's not a big book for those of you that haven't read. It. It's like maybe 90 pages or less. Yeah. But man, is it dense. Yep. And there's a lot of stuff to unpack if you've not like, well, he's got a background in both philosophy and, and neuroscience. So, yeah. And he's a, a Buddhist. Yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, yeah. Lucky dude. Good. In his like 
late teens getting to go on retreats and shit. Well, and I think he got raised Jewish too. He and I have that in common. Uh, I think I tend to, I think I tend to like, even like, okay. So, you know, obviously Shapiro's raised Jewish. One of the reasons why I never bought into much of Shapiro's kind of talk is you know, I grew up around Orthodox Jews. I've been hearing what he's been talking about like my whole goddamn life. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's like he's he says he's like well, I don't know what he says, but <laughs> I would say I would say I would challenge that he's not really had any new ideas. Yeah. Right? Like everything I've heard from him, I've heard plenty of times before. Um He's just saying it to a different audience. Yeah. He's he's making it young and hip again. Yeah. Which, you know, beware of fads in martial arts, too. Yeah. Right? You got to beware of fads. Like, when I was coming up in martial arts, um, Spider Guard was the hot thing. Yeah. Right? Like, everybody was doing Spider Guard and De La Eva. Those were the two yeah. guards that were super in trend. And they would work on most people. And then I would see like my instructor fight a guy who was fighting with spider guard or fighting a guy who was fighting with De La Hiva and he would shred him. And I was like, well, does it work or doesn't it work? <laughs> right. Works on me. Yeah. Works on pretty much everybody. I see them pull it on, but this is the danger of believing something because of, of its authoritative, authoritative origins, right? Like, Everything works in some context in martial arts, right? Like if yeah. you try hard enough and you time things well enough, even if even if it's a point zero 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 one chance of working, it got it's got a chance, yeah. right? But when you start deferring to authority, you start seeding the ability to assess those odds yourself, which is important because. Not everybody has the same odds of pulling off every move, right? Like, uh, just to use a wrestling example, a 100-pound girl fighting a 300-pound man can do a duck under to a single leg, but probably can't hoist him. If she can, it's very low percentage chance. Yeah. Doesn't mean she can't take him down from that single leg. But if you're like only following somebody else's script and their script is hoist the hit. Yeah. And then you're a hundred pound girl fighting a 300 pound guy and you try and do that because you're not assessing the situation yourself. Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna be a good day for you. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a weird thing about jujitsu is just everything is dependent on your everyone's unique physiology and yeah and f and fads are a little bit stepping toward i'm going on somebody else's script and a little bit not totally right yeah. trends happen that's fine but like people follow trends because they're not thinking for themselves yeah it's not a bad thing and it's not a hundred percent of the case right there's some people who see a trend think about it themselves and then decide to follow it because they like it right but most of the time, a trend is a viral meme. It's a it's an idea that just gets passed around to everybody, yep. and people take it on without necessarily assessing it themselves. Yeah. But the the more you can test your brain with these ideas, and then add them to your um 
you know, your Rolodex because you want them and not just because somebody else wanted them and you like that guy, the more of a free thinker you are. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, something, Matt Kirtley, who's a black belt now. Uh, I won't name his forum's name, but he's pretty infamous back in the day on the, on our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu forum. Uh, he's at a, about collecting techniques is like, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is not your Pokemon, you know, stop trying to collect all these techniques. Just get good at some of them. Yeah. Get good at the stuff that works for you. Yeah. You know, like, and it's sometimes it's about body type, but sometimes it's just about like a bent you have or a, you know, a personality flaw. Like, yeah. I mean, some people get attracted to some things just because you know, like it, it's no more explainable than than one human's attraction to another. Yeah. It's just like it's like that gets me going. You know, like I like choking people. <laughs> right. That's my thing. Yeah. I have a grand old time choking people. It's not even like chokes are necessarily my best thing. It's the thing I like doing, though. Right. Like and if I can get a choke and then sink it, there's rarely a time I'm having more fun than when I'm like strangling the shit out of somebody. I know this sounds pretty sadistic, <laughs> but um, the outlet for like I couldn't all your I couldn't possibly explain to you why like that revenge. is. It <laughs> just hatred. is. It's like, <laughs> like super on my part, I, I hated getting crushed by arts. bulldog yeah. ass wrestlers. Like, I'll tell students, so I like, you know, taught hate. myself. Like, you're mad about makes. something today, <laughs> so aren't you? I would make them like, pay for it. Something, like, oh, something you, you didn't wanna, go your you wanna, well, your way you wanna, this yeah, afternoon. Like, okay, so like internalize it, like put it in the center of your chest, like the fucking Transformers Matrix. Yeah, and then like. Hot rod pointed at your uh, at your villain. Uh, <laughs> and seeing you've got the touch. Yeah. <laughs> you got the touch. So so yeah, so like but it doesn't have to just be hatred. I mean, sometimes people are like just, you know, they don't like a certain type of person and yep. like, perfect, man. Like, yep. let's get that out of you. You <laughs> you you are so much less likely to run somebody off the road on your way home. Yep. <laughs> After that than before. Yep. Now you're you've worked out your issues and in a healthy and mostly respectful way. Yeah, my you know my experience with fighters is most of them are calm as Hindu cows, man. Yep. They're like <laughs> they're chill. They it's the opposite of what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks, oh, that guy does MMA. He must be a lunatic. He must be you know. And look, I mean, in fairness, there are some Just of them. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've been they've been known to exist, but. For the most part, even the guys who are tattooed neck to nuts, right? And they're like, they look like they've been in, a, you know, solitary confinement in yep. a maximum security prison for 20 years. Whether that's true or not, like, they are sweethearts and teddy bears because they get that stuff out of their body. Yeah. And they don't have, you know, they don't have all that poison chewing up their insides. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. If only everybody could, you know, we we could get this into high schools or something. I think as a country we'd be, I think wrestling is fine for this. Yeah. But you also have to kind of accept that this is not for everybody, right? Like it is so hard that it is necessarily not going to be everybody's jam. And not to say that like the people who don't like it can't handle hard things. Yeah. It's just, you don't like this hard thing, right? Like I can't handle calculus. <laughs> right like that's a hard thing i want no part of but yeah. it doesn't you know it doesn't mean i don't like hard things i do jiu-jitsu it's hard um 
but uh yeah i mean the, there's definitely a bit of that what was that jujitsu's for everybody slogan you remember yeah, that yeah i what was that henner oh god i don't remember one of them it's a, it's not true and i and i don't think they meant badly to to do that you yeah. know like they're trying to bring what they love to a bigger environment and to get signups yeah you know okay cool that's fine that's you know if that's if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do um i just don't think it's true and and since i don't think it's true i would never say it to somebody because i just don't want to I don't want to start off that way, right? Yeah. It was like you come into the school to learn martial arts, and I tell you, you're going to be a black belt in 10 years. Yeah. At least 10 years, maybe 12 years. That's not true. I mean, it might be true, but I don't know it when I say it. So, therefore, it's a lie. Yeah. Um, I know plenty of people who I love training with who I'm sure I think will be black belts, and I'm sure I'm wrong about some of them. I don't know which ones, and I hope I'm not. But I bet there are people out there who I'm like, this guy's going to be a black belt or this chick's going to be a black belt. Yeah. And I'm totally wrong. Yeah. And well, you have to have a, I mean, there's certain character traits that you need to thrive in this. And a lot of people don't, and, and not, it's not a matter of judgment. They just don't have them. You need them and you need to retain them yeah. because people change over time yeah right and they're like i know i know some people who had more tolerance for this earlier in their life and now they're at a different stage of their life and yeah. things changed and they just don't it doesn't suit them anymore yeah. and that like that's fine yet another reason why i go month to month like you shouldn't be held hostage by a decision you made 6 months ago that turned out to be the wrong decision like people go, oh, well, that's not my problem. I run the gym. I got to make the money. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But I think it's my problem because I don't really want somebody in there who's not really happy with the situation. Yep. You know, it's going to kill my high. Yeah, <laughs> like, gonna, don't harsh gonna, my mellow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can't vibe with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a big hippie Like when it yeah. comes to stuff like that. You know, like I just – I want everybody to be having a good time. Yeah. Um. And it's sort of funny because it's like, you know, peace and love, and but also, yeah, <laughs> but also nosebleeds, <laughs> but also nosebleeds and sore elbows and, you know, yep. like that, that's fine. I think that's a more full experience, honestly. Yeah. Like I feel bad for people who never try fighting. What you were saying though about getting it into schools, wrestling is for me, like will self-select for people who can hang yeah. with jujitsu. Like, and it's less scary for kids. Like if I, I, this has happened, I've had moms and dads come to me and go, Hey man, I want to get my kid in, in jujitsu. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I'm like, how old is your kid? And you know, they'll be like five, six. And I'm like, okay, you know, you can bring them in. I'm not doing a kid's class. Yeah. Like, you can bring them in. They're going to have to train with the adults or whoever's in there. I don't really care who's in there as long as they want to train. But if they don't want to train, yeah, I'm not babysitting. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I guess if you if you want to force their hand and push them onto the mat. But, like, if they're like, I don't want to do this, I'm going to be like, okay, then leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you do sit-ups or something. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't run a daycare. No, but I mean, like, for me, when I was young – 
I found wrestling because my friend Alex introduced me and that that changed everything for me. And I didn't even like it at first. Like I was like, this is really terrible. This 125 pound kid. I was probably 180 pounds yeah. at the time of a freshman like is like dumping me on my head. Right. And I'm like, what the hell, man? And um, I was like, this is awful. <laughs> and I stuck around and I couldn't even tell you why. But like it has to do with this bit in my brain. Like yeah. there's something wrong with me that I just kept doing it anyway. And eventually like it, it, it changed my life. And one of the things that I think was helpful about it over if I had started jujitsu at that time, at least separately, like if it were an either or scenario, yeah. I think if I had only done jujitsu instead of only done wrestling, I think jujitsu one is scarier, right? Like for a kid, you're getting strangled. Yeah. You're getting your arm pulled on or whatever. Um, it's scary, right? It's scary as an adult. Like yeah. I'm sure kids are scared when they're fighting. <laughs> um, they don't want to get hurt any more than I do. Uh, but the the other bit is it's way more complicated and way more prone to having laziness, right? Like you can be lazy in a jujitsu match, oh, and not. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like there are ways to fight in jujitsu that you can pretty much in every martial art actually I think, but like especially in jujitsu where you can just drag things on and stall and slack yep. and buy time and You're talking about my game here yeah <laughs> yeah and wrestling doesn't have that like literally the ref will penalize you yep um so if you're talking about like what values maybe a kid could benefit from and if you could include hard work in that set yeah wrestling forces you to work harder than you ever want to literally they're like it's like, do you want to do you want to work hard or do you want to lose the match? Yeah. And that's sort of the Im implicit proposition given to you by the ref when they go stalling, warning. Yep. You drive. You yeah, and you're like, move, move. you're like, all right, I guess I'm gonna shoot this shot even though I can't feel my legs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like in the eight, eight minutes, you know, oh. overtime, two double overtime. Ugh. Yuck. But that's a great – I mean that's a great experience to have. It's terrible, but it's yeah. great because it teaches you that like, oh, well, I thought I couldn't do that, and then I did it. Yeah. yeah you can't pull guard in wrestling. <laughs> I mean you can. I mean you're going to lose. <laughs> you can do anything you want. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been this has been great. I'll, uh, I appreciate uh, you having me on. Yeah. No, this uh, – I don't know how to wrap things up. I'm really terrible about segues. So if there's something you want to promote or besides your school, which you can promote that, feel free. Um, yeah, I think just the school. Uh, Shield Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Jiu -Jitsu. <laughs> I messed up the name as I was promoting. Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu Shield Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Austin, Texas, 2301 Denton Drive over uh, by the domain with inside a Q2 stadium, Sweet G. Um, we're eight classes a week, 6 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then 6 p.m., Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then open mat 11 on Saturday to whenever. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, you've you come. Yeah. You like it, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I would endorse it. I mean, uh, there is a me-shaped hole in the wall now. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, the last time I was there's there. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of, of people-shaped holes that we have. But we're, I mean, generally, I think we have a pretty good vibe. You know? Oh yeah, no, I, that would be my biggest uh, thing to say about about the school is it's, it's not the instruction. <laughs> yeah, well, no, 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 no. But everybody's chill as hell. Right? I mean, there's no like. I mean, there, there's people with that have a little bit of ego, but I mean, you gotta have. That's what you do it for. But it, it's not like animosity sort of thing. It's just like let's let's fucking roll. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, I think we have fun because like we all bust balls. Yeah. And um, I think that's good for keeping egos in check. But then also it's it makes um for me anyway, I feel like it's a family and not like a uh, a, a hierarchy. Yeah. Um because I really like I don't need the hierarchy. Yeah. I'd rather have I'd rather have chosen family. 